Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I actually want to begin with a story that I wish I didn't have to keep talking about, but it seems to be the number one story on all the front pages of all the papers. And that is this continuing ugly stuff that's going on on college campuses. One of the top stories today actually coming out of MIT from last week. Now, MIT, very interesting. MIT, we think of as, you know, your classic epitome of STEM, right? I mean, what could be more STEM than MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology? And a place where you wouldn't think politics really rile up the campus. But that wouldn't be true if you thought that because on November 9th, uh, so what was that, late last week, Thursday, the office of the president, Sally Kornbluth, writing, Dear members of the MIT community, I want to describe some events that occurred at MIT today and reflect briefly on what they mean for our community. As of starting at 8 o'clock this morning, Lobby 7 and the opening of the Infinite Corridor, that's in caps, were the site of significant protest, eventually counter-protest, And this is what she writes. I'm deliberately not specifying the viewpoints as the issue at hand is not the substance of the views, but where and how they were expressed. And of course, that's very important. We want to make sure that in the context of all of this, we remember that we still are in the land of free speech. And as long as people speak in a way that isn't intimidating or threatening or doesn't destroy property, well, that's America. We're allowed to have disagreements over our viewpoints, and we should cherish that we are allowed to do so. That's what distinguishes us from our enemies. But not everybody's behaving well. And in particular, the pro-Palestinian groups as a whole, as a rule, are not behaving well more often than others. Uh, this mo- um, I don't know if you saw over the weekend on 43rd Street outside Grand Central, there's no accompanying video or audio I would play it, but it's a, there is a video of somebody in the midst of a pro-Palestinian protest climbing up a flagpole and tearing off all the American flags. And then he moves on to some other ones that happen to be there, but he's tearing down American flags, which, look, this country is one of the only countries in the world that celebrates flag-waving 
in the way that we do that has a Pledge of Allegiance. Did you know that the United States is one of only two countries, I forgot the name of the other one, that actually has a Pledge of Allegiance to our flag? I thought that we were commonplace. No, we're not. We're very rare. You can look it up on Wikipedia. The United States of America, far and away the only developed, recognized nation to do a salute to our flag. And again, do we have the right to rip up our flag as an extension of free speech? The answer is yes. You don't go to jail for that. We settled that during the Vietnam War issue where people love to burn flags in the streets. Is it still deeply offensive to most of us to see that happen? Yes, it is. I'm going to venture to say to the majority of people it is. It is deeply offensive to see people rip down American flags and tear them in two. Doesn't mean you're going to jail for it necessarily if it's part of your protest of free speech. Of course, if it belongs to somebody else, maybe you are going to jail for it because nobody has the right to vandalize anybody else's property. And what it looked like in New York was this guy climbing up a flagpole, not making a show of free speech. So during the Vietnam War issue, when there were many, many, many protests on college campuses and elsewhere against the Vietnam War, people would bring flags to protests and they would burn them as a symbol of how how they thought about American policy during the Vietnam War, how deeply, deeply they were opposed to what was being done in the name of the U.S. flag during the Vietnam War. And that act of burning the flag became a very, very, very big case that ultimately went in front of the U.S. Supreme Court, where the U.S. Supreme Court said that there were certain things, other than uttering words themselves, that landed in the realm of free speech that you were allowed to do as an extension of your speech. And one of them was burning the U.S. flag, but it had to be your flag, not somebody else's flag. And it had to be very clearly an extension of what you were doing in the way of speech. Vandalism is not permitted under any circumstances. Doing something with someone else's property is not permitted. But it was pretty awful to see that on 43rd Street, um, right outside Grand Central Station in New York. And returning back to what happened at MIT, in this letter written by the president of the MIT community, yesterday, Vice, I'm quoting, yesterday, Vice Chancellor and Dean for Student Life, Susie Nelson, sent a letter to all students reminding them of the boundaries for protest on our campus, including the prohibition against the use of Lobby 7 for demonstrations and making clear it's not acceptable to disrupt the work of the Institute. Today's protest became disruptive, loud, sustained through the morning hours, was organized and conducted in defiance of those MIT guidelines and policies, et cetera. And then, and then what she says is this, ready for the punishment? The punishment is that they are going to, I, this is something, I, some, uh, several people sent me this letter with the quote of the punishment, Here's the punishment. Uh, <clears throat> I want to read this here. We have decided as an interim action that the students who remained after the deadline will be suspended from non-academic campus activities. The students will remain enrolled at MIT and will be able to attend academic classes and labs. We will refer this interim action to the ad hoc complaint response team, which includes the chair of the Committee on Discipline for Final Adjudication because we, quote, heard serious concerns about collateral consequences for the students, such as visa issues. So what they're saying is, you've got to understand what they're saying, Ms. Kornbluth, President Kornbluth. What she's saying here is, we've looked into this, and the students who did the protests have visa issues. So what does that tell you? 
They're not American citizens. They're not even American permanent residents. They're here on student visas, thanks to the generosity and largesse and magnanimity of the American educational system and the people that support it and all the dollars that go into it and all the fact that we tax subsidize it as a non-for-profit educational institution. Because what are we more proud of? We are, we are nothing if not proudest of our great American institutions of learning. And so we extend the opportunity to people, to students from all over the world every single day to learn from us. It's good for us and it's good for them, right? That's the theory. So some of these people, can you guess what countries they might have come from? Some of these people that were the most um, unwilling, that violated the laws that, according to other articles, made a lot of Jewish kids feel unsafe at MIT that day. And they've made other people feel unsafe as well. When things get loud and out of control, everybody feels unsafe. Uh, some of these people were not suspended from their academic credentials and privileges because the university was afraid that that could cause their student visas to possibly be revoked. Are you listening to this? They're more worried about the student visas of the students than they are about punishing the consequences of violating the specific guidelines for protests at universities. So... What they did is they said, we're going to, just for today, we're going to say you can't play football and you can't go to your computer club and you can't do these extracurricular activities that you might otherwise do, but you can still go to class because we don't want to affect the possibility that you might actually have to go home. And instead, we're going to refer it to this other board and they'll make a decision about what to do. It's just, you know, that's why, and so I got a letter from somebody else, a friend of mine, saying, I guess I'm not going to, and this guy is not Jewish at all, and he says to me, I guess I'm not going to be making my annual donation to MIT this year, because people are sort of fed up with this constant equivocation by universities. It's one thing to allow free speech on campus. I think we all applaud it, and we know it's important. It's essential. It's essential. But all free speech, all of it, has to be speech. It can't be threatening, menacing, intimidation, vandalizing of property, disrupting of people's classes, disrupting of administrative hours. That's not speech. That's not, that's not speech. 203-333-9422. And the universities are so unwilling. They are so afraid. I, and you know what they might be afraid of? There was another story today. We had talked to you last week about the $4.7 billion that came from Qatar alone to major U.S. universities in the last 10 or 15 years. But it turns out that that's just the, that that's just the um, tip of the iceberg. According to City Journal, with an article called Mullah from Mullahs, Arab countries are bankrolling American colleges and universities to the tune of many, many billions of dollars, and as well as China. So listen to this. Um, Saudi Arabia and Qatar were responsible together for close to $5 billion, representing 29% of all foreign donations. 
they were collectively and cumulatively responsible for over 2,300 grants, gifts, and contracts, m- many of which, 422, exceeded $1 million, 17 exceeded $50 million in value. Most of the largest gifts came from Qatar to Cornell, Cornell University, and Carnegie Mellon. And they talk about the fact that Qatar's role is particularly troubling since the country is often an ally both to Iran and Hamas and also backs other terrorist groups, including the Muslim Brotherhood. And uh, let's see. It says, quote, it's too early to make a direct connection between a school's anti-Israel agitation and its donations from Middle Eastern countries. But the biggest recipients, such as Cornell, NYU, Georgetown, and Harvard, tend to have large pro-Hamas elements. Student groups on each of these campuses have embraced the Hamas cause, most prominently at Harvard. Once again, the message, we need free speech. We have to have free speech. But when speech bleeds into other things, what should universities do about it? Valerie from Milford. Hi, Valerie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. Good morning. I have a question because I missed uh, the very beginning of your show. Now, are you saying that non-American citizens are disrupting the college campuses with their vandalism and protests? It appears so from the... You mentioned visas. Yes, because I'll tell you why. Make that conclusion. Mm -hmm. Ready? Ready for this? Sally Kornbluth is the president of MIT. Okay? She Mm -hmm. wrote a letter. She wrote a letter. I'm going to find it. I have it in front of me. Okay? (laughs) The actual letter. And Mm -hmm. in a letter that she wrote dated November 9th, 2023, dear members of the MIT community, so public letter, everybody was going to see it, right? She said, today's protest became disruptive, loud, and sustained through the morning hours. It was organized and conducted in defiance of those MIT guidelines and policies. Mm -hmm. Now, she's making nice language of it. There were other reports Mm -hmm. that many people felt threatened, particularly Jewish students, okay? And and she wrote, in late morning, the face-to-face confrontation between the protesters and counter-protesters intensified. We had serious concerns it could lead to violence. So to prevent further escalation and protect the physical safety of everyone present, the administration felt it was essential to take action. And, ready? We informed the protesters that they had to leave the lobby or they would be subject to suspension. Some left, she wrote, some chose to leave, and I appreciate that cooperation, but some did Mm -hmm. not, okay, the ones that wouldn't leave. And we have Mm. decided as an interim action that the students who remained after the deadline will be suspended from non-academic campus activities. So in other words, they can't do their other clubs or sports, right? Right. The students will remain enrolled at MIT and will be able to attend academic classes and labs. And this is why she said so. This is what she wrote. She wrote, hold on, I'm going to say this here. Hold on, because she wrote wrote it right here about the visas. I read it. I want to read it again. Hold on. I heard you say visas. Oh, I know. I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. I'm looking for it now. To prevent, to, 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 ah, because we later heard mm-hmm. serious concerns about collateral consequences for the students, such as visa issues, mm-hmm. we have decided as an interim action that the students who remained after the deadline will be suspended from non-academic campus activities. 
In other words, they're visa issues. Right, of course. Citizens who are coming to America for our education. Right. Think they have the right to disrupt <laughs> people who want to be there and learn? Yes, and apparently so. Of it, and it sounds like <laughs> greed, just pure greed, is keeping them from truly punishing them. Why come to America through our educational system and then try to rip apart our campus? Please, it's pretty outrageous, is it not? Can. It's pretty it's outrageous. Return to where you came from if you think that is better. I mean, seriously. I'm so irate. Right? Am I crazy? I'm reading this and I'm like, are you kidding me? You're worried about their visa issues? Right. Greed. And then I heard what you said at the end. It sounds like greed issues. Oh, there's a tremendous amount of money. Yes. Tremendous amount. If you don't want to be here in America, then you can just visa yourself right back out again. Yeah, why don't you get a great, well-rounded education in Qatar, for Mm -hmm. example, known for its world-class universities and, you know, and great scientists and innovators? Why don't you go to Qatar? Mm -hmm. When's the last time anybody from a university in Qatar won a Nobel Prize? (laughs) No, I'm just saying, really. Really, Valerie. Oh, I'm agreeing with you. I agree. And And MIT is the prize of America. outweighing our patriotism or... You know, like you were saying about burning the flag. Yes, it's legal, but I find it very offensive. Right. But now they're disrupting the whole campus. Right. Right. They went into a place. So so it starts by telling you that they specifically, the university said, there are places where you can protest on campus, but this particular place isn't one of them. Because this particular building card or whatever it is, is right where the admin is, and it's very disruptive. So we don't want you protesting mm-hmm. here. But you violated that. You did it anyway. And then when we asked right. you to leave, you didn't leave. Right. But their punishment is just a little slap on the hand. You can't right. do your arts and crafts today, right. but you can still go to school. Right. For now. That's interim. That's interim because, because they, wouldn't, they wouldn't act strongly. They get, they're, they're referring it to their committee because she had reservations mm-hmm. about hurting their visas. So you know right. what she was doing when we think about it, Valerie? She was communicating mm-hmm. to the donors. Think about it. She wrote this letter to the whole university committee, but she was basically saying to the donors who may be China, who may be Qatar, who may be Saudi Arabia, who may be wherever, hey, we -hmm. know that you put some money into us because you'd like to have some students from your countries be here, and we've got their back for now. We're worried about them too. That's what she's saying. Unbelievable. I have to remember, love of money, root of all evil. It's quite something, Valerie. I'm glad you called to put a, a fine point on it because I was reading it and I read it a hundred times and I'm like, what am I reading here? Like, what am I reading here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come to America. We'll educate you. We'll also let you criticize us and disrupt other people because we're greedy. It's okay to have free <laughs> speech, right? Free speech within boundaries oh, of acceptable behavior. I'm saying that. Absolutely. But they're... They're criticizing and protesting against the country they chose to come to to get educated. I know. To use our education system. Well, and then you have to wonder, okay, and I'm no conspiracy theorist. You know me well enough to know I don't go down rabbit holes. But you have to wonder, what are they here for? What are are they really here Mm. for? 
No, I mean that, really. What are they really I here for? It. Yeah, like little sleeper cells. Or, or just, or just, or just, yeah. or just to just disrupt or just to make people yeah. uh, feel uncomfortable about whatever they think their vision of the world is. Okay. So that's where we are. Thank you, Valerie. Thanks Bye. for the call. You're welcome. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night Guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.